the passion of the women that we've been able to feature on Flat Out Food is something that's truly a gift to be able to share because it has their stories in their experiences that we can all learn from. It's stories about community and it's stories about entrepreneurial endeavors and it's also stories about how that food is produced and gets to our table. I'm Jen Sharp, host of the documentary series Flat Out Food and this podcast. Flat Out Food airs on City TV Saskatchewan and is filmed solely in Saskatchewan. Each episode highlights an ingredient and traces that ingredient's journey from the farmer's field to the chef's plate while uncovering inspiring stories along the way. I'm joined today by Caitlin Shrope, and on season three, she took on the task of interviewing a few of this season's participants so we can get to know them and their passions better. We spend time with a lot of different women on flat out food, whether it's chefs in the kitchen or farmers in their field. And the part that always brings it home for me is how passionate these women are about the food they're growing or making, how they're bringing it to our table. And in this episode, we look at two women's stories that that really stood out. Not only am I able to interview these people and tell their stories, but I also focus a lot on our social media. And through that, I have really seen how the community that surrounds Flat Out Food is as amazing as the community that surrounds these businesses in the province. To me, it just reiterates the fact of how tight-knit Saskatchewan is. And we have thousands of people who follow the show and just want to see it succeed. And we see that with these businesses as well. Everybody supports each other in whatever they're doing. For example, Becky's products from Bison Ridge Farms are served at the restaurant at Elkridge Resorts, and the eggs from Groveland Farm are sold at Nokomis Craft Ales. It just shows how Saskatchewan people want to support Saskatchewan people. And that's not just because they want to, it's because of the passion that's behind it. And we really see that passion in people like Anna and Becky, who are featured in this episode. And I feel like it's we're really moving more into a story of interbeing and interconnectedness in Saskatchewan and leaving this old story of competitiveness behind because I, I see this so much in our local food community and in our independent restaurants. They really support one another. And as you said, Caitlin, the products from one business will be at another one. Places like the Wandering Market, say, in Moose Jaw, and they were featured in season two of Flat Out Food and like these local food hubs that bring it all together. And it's people seeing that we're going to be better and stronger when we work together rather than compete with one another. And it's just a beautiful way to move this province forward and to imagine and create a better and more secure local food future for everyone. Yeah, and for people like Anna, who I talked with for this episode, she's one of those people that produces that food that is shared throughout the province and is used in so many other businesses that use that local food on their menu. So Anna is such a fascinating woman, and she runs the Garlic Garden just outside Yorkton with her husband, Daryl, and she is just this powerhouse female entrepreneur. I first met her in 2018. I had it mapped out on the map. I remember I drew a big circle around Yorkton and wrote the garlic garden on it because I had to go see Anna in her fields outside of the farmer's market because at the farmer's market, like she's, she's so famous. Everybody knows her. They all go to her stall, Regina, Saskatoon farmer's market. She's just this vivacious, jubilant woman who is just super passionate about her garlic. But I wanted to go and see how she was growing garlic and what the process is because I know 
though she and Daryl and their staff do most all of it by hand, and to go out in the field and spend time with her while researching the book, and then to be able to go back and film with them for flat out food was just like once in a lifetime experience. We have 52 acres. We have four to five acres planted in amazing garlic, and that's what we're known for. The other pieces of land are either in grass, of which we do bales or cover crops. We also have a beautiful dugout in the back that is our water source for our crops. We've got trees running on the west side, choke cherry trees there that we planted for the birds. We have beautiful evergreens. We have willows, acute and silver leaf willows. We can see the sunrise perfectly coming up in the east and we like to sit out on the deck and watch the sun set in the west. It is a oasis for so many birds and rabbits, coyotes, owls, hawks. It's a little piece of paradise. Before the garlic harvest started, the flat out food crew spent time with Anna and Daryl at their farm where we learned the intricacies of garlic farming. Before I was a farmer, I, I was a city girl. I didn't know much about farming. Daryl was from the farm, and that was his passion, his love. Life was great. I think life has been great wherever we make it. With the garlic, that wasn't a planned thing. It was just something that kind of happened and came about, and we went with it. And we didn't realize that it would grow into this, which is an amazing life. I mean, the people that we've met, the experiences that we have had, it's just awesome. Like all of the farmers and producers that we are lucky to meet on Flat Out Food, the passion Anna and Daryl have for their business is obvious. Daryl's love of growing and Anna's love of marketing made the perfect match. I mean, farming is, um, it's, it's a difficult occupation, just like any occupation. You have good days, you have bad days and stuff, but it's really important to just stop and just take a couple of minutes and look around. And I am so blessed to be able to do that you know, throughout the day, I just, you know, stop. I watch the sunrise. I watch the birds flying ahead. Just you appreciate, you know, what, uh, what life has to offer kind of thing. Even if it wasn't right when you guys started or even when you guys planted your first seed on this land, I'm wondering when your passion for the garlic garden, for farming started. Oh, I, I think um, I just probably went off of, of Daryl's passion and stuff. He's always had farming in his blood and uh, always wanted to be a farmer. When one person is excited about something, you just can't help to get excited with them. I mean, that first year in 2006, when we saw that first garlic emerge, I remember it like it was yesterday. There was a bad storm the night before. We were just out walking. We had no road to get back to the highway, so we were kind of stuck here. And we see these green shoots, and it was like, oh my goodness, I grew that. You know, it's, it's pretty cool when you can grow your own food. Yeah, we see a lot of that while filming the show, people just feeling so much appreciation for the food that they're able to grow and share with people. And I think in the interview today, you spoke about how honored you felt to be able to grow that food and to share it. And I was wondering if you could tell me about your first time at a market and what it was like to give that food to someone and have them walk away with it. Oh, 
you know, and I think like the honor comes from our customers coming back year after year and saying thank you and telling us about a meal that they had with family member or a friend, or they sent it, you know, to another country and just saying thank you. I'm humbled and I'm honored that they would think so highly because you look at it and you go, it's just garlic. Well, it's not just garlic, right? Our first market was a disaster. It was in uh, Regina and I, uh, I don't think we sold hardly anything because people were just shocked with the prices. Like, okay, this isn't going to work. Uh, no one's going to buy our garlic. So I was feeling a little sicky. remember sitting in the car it had started to rain. I phoned Daryl and I said, like, you know, didn't sell anything. This is bad. I don't know. What am I doing? You know, Bobby's like, okay, just come home and we'll we'll talk about it. So he's like, you know, you better make sure you, you eat something. Okay, yeah. So I, there was a hot dog vendor. So I get to the guy and I'm next. And I said, I would like, he goes, I'm sorry, ma'am, we just sold out. And I just kind of like put my head down. I walked back to my car. I probably had a good cry and thinking... I don't think I can do this and came home and then kind of debriefed in my head and it was like, okay, no, this is a really good product. It's beautiful. It's delicious. It's amazing. I'm not going to give up. So it took a while, but that was the first market. It was horrible. (laughs) And it would have been so easy to say, I'm not doing this. You know, I quit, but we're not quitters. And I don't think as uh, farmers or any producers that you can have that attitude. If it's hard, I'm not going to keep going. That's that's life. You have to keep going and persevere and, you know, you'll, you'll get there. Since that first market, the Garlic Garden has found their groove and customers who support their product fully. Well, the, the last markets of the seasons are around Thanksgiving. Uh, we start in August and it's just, you know, it's a big party. I've... Uh, have lots of people that come down to the market, not necessarily to buy produce, but they just want to give me a hug or they'll bring flowers or, um, you know, tomatoes from their own kitchen or a pie that they bake to themselves just to say, thank you. I appreciate you. Everybody has a story. And if we just take the time to listen, uh, we can either learn something or appreciate something from someone. I have a connection with my land. I have a connection with that plant and then therefore I have a connection with my customer. Anna was an absolute natural on camera. She took each retake as a challenge to improve and made our day filming at the garlic garden so much fun. The day was a roller coaster. I was really excited because I have so much respect for Jen and you know the stories and the people that she talks to and it's I feel very blessed and very honored that she would even ask us. The day itself was, it was overwhelming, but it was a rush and it was exciting and it was nerve wracking and uh, yeah, it was awesome. The connection Anna speaks of here with the land and with the plant, it also makes her garlic delicious. Anna's garlic has its own story, and it's a story that you can trace back to the very hands that planted it and tended the soil and pulled the weeds. And like Anna said, it's not just garlic. It's so much more than that. And I remember Anna saying that to me when I had first talked to her about being in flat-out food. She said, you know, Jen, it's not, it's not really that big of a deal. It's just garlic that we're growing here. Like she, it, 
She didn't think there was that much of a story to it, but she knows there's an incredible story. She just wasn't sure who would be interested in it. But you dive in and you see the passion that this woman has for her garlic and for her business. And it's like, oh, it's about so much more than garlic. I love so much her story of her very first market that she attended and how it maybe didn't go the way she once planned. And I think it's so important to celebrate these women who are making those marks in our communities and visiting all these farms and businesses for flat out food. We meet so many of these strong businesswomen. Some that I can think of from season two are Nikki from Luna, Daniela from Daddy's Ice Cream, and Arlie from Farm 140. And there's so many more. And this season was really no different. Yeah, exactly, Caitlin. And Anna's a, a powerful businesswoman, really making a name for herself. But so is Becky Johnson from Bison Ridge Farms. And she's setting out like on this entrepreneurial vision. She's raising bison with her family and marketing their products from the farm and just really trying to get their bison meat to people across the province. And she mentions in the episode that it's hard to find bison, like locally sourced bison in Saskatchewan. And so that was the the niche that they wanted to enter into. And all the products are marketed beautifully. I love the logo on it. And then the story that they tell about how these bison are raised and why it matters, like why we should care about the food we put in our body is just something I really identify with. But the property itself, the farm, is just beautiful. It's like these rolling hills and trees and healthy, lush pasture. It's just outside Prince Albert, so it's kind of in that place where the prairies meets the forest lands. And it was quite a magical experience being out with those bison and being able to film with them that day. When the crew pulled up to Bison Ridge Farms, it was a rainy and cold day. However, we still spent the majority of the day out in the field, up close and personal with the bison. So when you drive into Bison Ridge Farms, you first will see our living quarters and we have a nice yard for the kids to play in and then it gets into the farmyard, the working part of the yard where we have our meat shop, soon to be functioning kill floor machine shop and then from there we go over a little ridge, hence Bison Ridge Farms and you get the landscape of the pastures, the animals. We're right on the edge of forest land so we have to the north of us we have treed forested area and then we're also in the river valley and so we have some flats right alongside the river you know lots of wetland as well as the prairie the grasslands the forest it's very diverse landscape what was it that drew you to that piece of land big part of it was the proximity to family so I grew up in that same RM down that same grid road farming with my dad my and my mom that was the biggest pull for us to be there to be close um, an older couple was moving off the farm and my dad had a good relationship with them in terms of farming and we were up and coming and they were happy to kind of pass it off to us so it all worked out really well in that sense Becky grew up conventional farming with her parents. She said her passion for farming came from seeing her dad's drive to grow his own food. So we grew up, you know, helping him playing on the farm on weekends and evenings and riding in the tractors. And as a young kid, I I got a lot of joy out of just being in nature, being able to explore, seeing the work it takes to grow your own food and the joy it brings my dad, which also now myself. And so when we were looking where we were going to settle down, we wanted to be a part of the farm somehow. 
when my dad was starting to look into bringing livestock onto the farm, it was a perfect opportunity for us to partner with them. And when Denver came in to the picture, he just started, you know, jumping in on tractors and helping out. And we both love the lifestyle. We love working with our hands. I like to say dirt's in our blood because we just love to be in nature. And it's just, it really brings us a lot of joy to be there and, and see that hard work come to fruition. The land at Bison Ridge Farms is not ideal for grain farming and is much more well-suited for livestock. Bison have roamed the prairies for millennia and are a key component to the grassland's health. Their hooves agitate the soil and help it regenerate, their manure is a fertilizer, and their grazing helps grasses grow back strong. And it was these reasons that drew Becky and her family to bring a herd of bison to the property. The big push to add livestock for my dad was when he was changing from conventional farming to organic farming. And so he put up all this hay, and instead of selling that hay, it was, well, let's get livestock to to eat the hay and complete it full circle. And so I think having a piece of that pie in every stage, you know, from right from growth to harvesting the animals, it's been really cool to to have our hands in all all aspects, all areas of that, and working together with family close by. I mean, we couldn't do without them. And so it's been, it's a really good networking system. So speaking of family, you guys have three kids, right? Mm. How do you integrate your children into your business and what are they doing on the farm? Yep. Right from day one, uh, when our daughter was born, she's now almost seven. And back then we didn't have the bison yet. And we were both still helping dad on the grain farm um, in the busy season. So, you know, she's four months old and on the tractor seeding with me in the spring and they were on the farm as early as they can. And, you know, their earliest memories will be in the tractors or they nap in the tractor. They on the side by side doing chores. They're with us every step of the way. And we try and give them age appropriate responsibilities as early as they can open the latch. They've been out collecting eggs and, um, you know, feeding the dogs and taking care of kittens and, and those sorts of things. Um, and now that they're getting a bit older and a little bit more able, we can, you know, have them open gates and, um, they help me in the meat shop here and there. They're learning to work at a very young age and appreciate, again, where their food comes from. There's no questions to them where they get their vegetables, um, their meat, especially where that comes from and the work it takes to get there. What kind of values are you hoping that farming will instill in your children? Food for sure, that uh, you don't take for granted what is being prepared for you, what is given for you to nourish our bodies, um, but as well just the work it takes to live, you know, on a daily basis. For everyone that looks different, for us obviously it's farming and I think it's a real privilege that our kids get to see that firsthand right from the beginning, see what we do and the values it instills in them to work together as a team for them to witness that again at a young age. We hope instills some of those values, those core values that will stick with them forever and help them in whatever endeavors they decide, whatever paths they take. If it's not farming, that's totally fine, but that those quality of characteristics will be with them forever. So then now speaking a little bit about community, you guys sell your products to the people of Saskatchewan, wondering how community impacts your business. Community is huge. Obviously, we wouldn't be doing what we do if it wasn't for the community. 
everything that we market off the farm goes direct to our province. We don't export anything. Our goal is to be able to meet that supply and demand with the number of animals we're raising and the demand of the meat in our province. And so that for us is it's everything. If we didn't have those local restaurants, the local retailers that we work with, the direct consumers that we're happy to offer our meat to, we wouldn't have a business. We do farm tours. We invite people out to, you know, come pick up your purchase if you can, if you're in the area. And then we like to have, like you say, that personal connection. They can see right from the farm store, the animals in the yard and and having that transparency from farm to table with the customers we find is very valuable for us and for them. It builds that connection that gives them trust in where their food is coming from and they want to keep coming back for more. I want to talk a little bit about the filming day, Flat Out Food coming, rolling up to your yard. From your perspective, what was the day like? What parts of it did you find interesting? What parts did you find surprising? We really didn't know what to expect. We are super excited to film with Flat Out Foods. We love the show and uh, we think there's huge value in, again, delivering that story of the farmer to the consumer's production. We knew the quality was good from watching the episodes, um, but seeing what it takes, you know, the amount of people that it takes to put this together is is impressive. And um, again, it's totally out of our wheelhouse. And so being able to have a day in the life of what it takes to put a good show together gives us uh, more appreciation for these um, productions and, yeah, being able to promote it then too to our local community and the family and friends around it and it was really neat. (laughs) So as I said before, I just loved that day of filming at Bison Ridge. I remember standing out in the pasture with Becky in Denver and the bison were grazing happily behind us and the crew was getting set up in the midst of the rain and the wind that day. And it was not an ideal day for filming. It was, yeah, it was was (laughs) quite windy and a bit of rain happening, but we got out in that pasture and it all just kind of, I forgot about all of it because it was just being with the two of them and talking about their animals. It just, you forgot about the adverse weather. But while we were waiting for the crew to get set up, the three of us started talking about how they raise their bison and the ways that they use regenerative agriculture techniques on their farm. So these are things like rotational grazing and planting different species of grasses and pulses in the pasture to keep the soil healthy and for the bison's health as well. And it's a topic that I really find fascinating because I believe farming this way can truly change the world and have a big impact on climate change too. But it was funny because we were so caught up in this passionate discussion that the crew had started filming without us even knowing it. But it was just such a great day. And that's what really makes me come alive is to spend it with people lit up by what they're doing. We actually had the opportunity to film with Bison three times this season. And the closest we ever got was at Bison Ridge. But each time, I think the entire crew was just so amazed by the Bison and how amazing that animal is. And it was like you could never get enough good shots because the animal itself was just so powerful and so beautiful to film for for the show. Yeah, and they're absolutely majestic. Like when you're close to them, it's like a glimpse back in time. These animals have been unchanged for thousands and thousands of years. Absolutely. And I mean, whether it's bison or it's garlic or it's potatoes, It's just so amazing to see what the people of Saskatchewan are able to create and to share with the rest of us. 
Caitlin, like you said, doesn't matter really the ingredient. It's the people behind it that are so passionate about what they're doing. And when we look at Anna and Becky and the passion that goes into how they raise and grow these products and bring them to the table and what goes into marketing them, it's something that we can all be grateful for exists in Saskatchewan. Flat Out Food, the podcast, is produced by Halter Media and written by Caitlin Schroep and myself, Jen Sharp. Flat Out Food is funded by Rogers Sports and Media, the Canada Media Fund, Creative Saskatchewan, and the Canadian Film Production Tax Credit. To learn more about Flat Out Food, follow us on social media. You can watch all the episodes of Flat Out Food, along with some bonus content at citytv.com.